What's up, everyone? I'm your host, JJ Rivera, and welcome to 305 Culture, a podcast where you'll feel the heat. Now let's get down to business and talk some Miami Heat basketball. Hey, Hoopheads, we appreciate you listening to this episode of 305 Culture with JJ Rivera. Be sure to check out these other NBA pods on the Hoopheads Podcast Network, including Cavalier Central, Grizz and Grind, Nuck If You Buck, Blazing the Path, Hashtag Lakers, Motor City Hoops, Spanning the Spurs, X's and O's NBA Breakdown, Thunderous Applause, and the LA Hoops Report. Plus, our coaching-focused podcasts, Thrive with Trevor Huffman, Beyond the Ball, the CoachMaze.com podcast, Players Court, and Bleachers and Boards. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, the Hoopheads podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co-host, Jason Sunkel, featuring the best minds in the game, from grassroots to the NBA. What's up, everyone? I'm your host, JJ Rivera, and welcome to 305 Culture, a podcast where you'll feel the heat. Now let's get down to business and talk some Miami Heat basketball. All right, let's cover the Heat's week. First, let's review their first two games. Miami went 1-1 and during the first two games. And yeah, let's start with the disappointing opening loss, opening night loss, I should say, to the Orlando Magic. First of all, final score, Heat lose 113 to 107. Miami played pretty well offensively if you will. If you look at the shooting percentages, they shot 50% from the field and they made their free throws and made a couple of three-pointers although they didn't make as much as they should have. But the key takeaway here was were the 22 turnovers. You are not going to win a lot of basketball games like that, ladies and gentlemen. 22 turnovers is a lot. That is, oh my, that's a lot of turnovers. And Jim, surprise, our two best players were the main culprits of that. With Jimmy had six turnovers and Bam had seven turnovers. Both played pretty well if you take away those turnovers. But yeah, they, it was it was pretty it was a pretty brutal night in terms of turnovers. And Tyler Hero didn't make didn't do our do us any favors with his four turnovers also. So anyway, let's. Let's do a little breakdown of the game, quarter by quarter. In the first quarter, well, the opening lineup of the season was Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson as the point guard and shooting guard, Jimmy Butler as the starting small forward, Mo Harkless as the power forward, and Bam Adebayo as the center. Now, I know I mentioned that I expected Avery Bradley to start at the point guard spot, but I, I was actually pretty excited to see Hero start at the point guard position and play alongside Robinson. Now, as we all know, those two make up a very bad defensive backcourt. And it was no surprise here. Evan Fournier of the Orlando Magic shot 55% when guarded by either Hero or Duncan Robinson. That's not good, ladies and gentlemen. And, yeah. Well, the first, uh, the, the first shot of the Heat season was, if I'm not mistaken, more heartless. He... The first score of, the, of this season was scored, was scored by Mo Harkless off a Jimmy Butler assist. And Jimmy Butler had seven steals in this game, which is a career high. And that was at least a positive of, off of this game. 
Still, Tyler Hero struggled a bit with the, at the start of the game. He made a couple of bad reads to begin the game. He had some turnovers. He had his shot blocked a couple of times. And unsurprisingly, if with the 22 turnovers, well, Miami started with four quick turnovers. And there was a... It, the first few possessions were a bit uncharacteristic of, of heat ball. There was a lot of standing around on offense, not a lot of ball movement. And Bam was shooting... Well, the mid-range jump shot looked very pretty. But he was shooting a lot of contested jump shots. And I don't care if he's, if he's making them. Those are those are not the type of shots you want your, your offense to generate. But Duncan Robinson came back and made back-to-back threes off good off-the-ball movement, which is what characterizes us as a team. The off-the-ball movement and and the ball movement as well. Goran came in for Tyler and he made an immediate impact. It was it was a stark difference between Hero and Drogic. But still, Drogic obviously he's a veteran. He's thirty four, he's been in the league or he's been around for quite a while, quite a while. And he obviously has more control of an NBA game than Tyler Hero. Let's remember Tyler Hero is just twenty years old, so we gotta we gotta give him some we gotta give him some cut him some slack. But still, uh, Goran was Really good, and he immediately came in and switched to three, which was, which was you know, Goran being Goran, pick and roll between Duncan Robinson and Bam, and Duncan actually had a, a possession where he took it to the rim himself, and that dribble, that handoff between Duncan and Bam was is still lethal, you know. Iggy came in for Jimmy, and Kelly came in for Harkless, so. The main takeaway from that, this is the first quarter, by the way, still, is that no KC minutes. Kelly was the first forward off the bench for Hark for in order to place Harkless, and well, surprisingly, the defense picked up. Oh, and I said that Iggy came came in for Jimmy. Iggy, he he may be a bit older, but those hands, those hands are still there. The defense picked up. Against Busevich particularly, they, he he couldn't back down Bam back to back possessions. He couldn't back down Bam, and Iggy stripped him. Precious made his debut debut a bit after coming in for Bam, and he immediately made an impact. And his first NBA bucket, he took a he took a rebound away. He he took a rebound away from Kim Birch and drew a foul. Dragic ran a beautiful pick and roll, Spain pick and roll with with Precious and he threw a beautiful lob and Precious came in and he dunked that. Kendrick Nunn came in and the bench played way better than the starters, really. The first quarter ended with Miami up 29 to 27 and the, the, the personnel on the floor was all bench players, was none. Dragic, Kelly, Precious, and Iggy. So that was a really interesting development for the Heat. We ended the first quarter up by two. In the second quarter, we started with the same lineup that ended it. Dragic, Non, Iggy, Kelly, and Precious. And, you know, Dragic was our best player in this game, really. He he got a nice and he got a nice and one off a of Precious screen. Those that pick and roll game between Precious and Dragic in this game in particular was working beautifully. They we the pick and roll worked 
excellent. We got some nice possessions off of it, off of it and we scored a lot. And up to that point, 15 points off the bench for the Miami Heat, and 10 came were only from came only from Goron. So that's a you might you might think that we had a balanced attack from the bench, but it was just that we have one of the best six men in the league in Goran Dragic. So that helped weather the storm. Bam came in for Precious, and then Hero came in. Basically, all the starters came back, and Terrence Ross was burning us in that quarter. And Bam did a pretty good job staying with him a couple of times in the perimeter. And but still, the turnovers we had seven, and then in another possession, the next possession we had another turnover, so that was eight up to that point. Hero got his first basket of the season finally after having a pretty bad. A uh, pretty rough couple of minutes. He got a, a he got a, his first basket by by playing Bam with a screen, and the defender played drop coverage, and Hero played a made the jump the mid range jump shot, which I found up to be a very curious strategy by the Magic because Vucevic was playing, although well, yeah now now that I get it, Vucevic is pretty slow, so if he if he if he played the jump shot then. The guards could drive past him, so I guess that you gotta you gotta give up something. But against the Heat, you are giving up jump shots. I don't know. That seems to be a pretty a pretty interesting strategy, to say the least. Ten turnovers for Miami after those possessions. Jimmy, the, the this was the most important development of the quarter. Jimmy got a tough and one basket, but he came out limping and. He came back to the game, but that's another theme that we're going to discuss later on the pod. Hero kept punishing the drop coverage. He kept making those jump shots. And we actually shot the ball well to that point, 56% from the floor. And highlighted by an excellent play from Miami Dade, Jimmy sent an off-the-ball screen for Tyler, and Bam found him at the top of the key for a nice layup. This is the type of, of offense that we like to see. Bam... Uh, finding open players off, off the ball movement. And Bam kept on killing it. But still, more turnovers. 11 now for Miami. Goran came in to close out the half. And Hero, once again, he, he looked pretty he looked way better in that second quarter. He he continuously cooked Vucevic, in, in, in particularly in this possession, ended in, in transition. And the half ended still with Orlando in front, 57-53. to 53. However, Jimmy had five steals in the first half. Now the third quarter. With the third quarter, we saw Hero looked up, looked way more confident with the ball in his hands. He put the defender on his. He had a play where he put the defender on his hip and drew a foul on the pass. And Harkless attempted a dunk, but he missed it. So that was something. And the first time we see in the entire game, the patented Bam dribble handoff to Duncan. And he got fouled on the three-point shot, so he shot three free throws in that possession. Jimmy got six steals, and most of those steals he he got by playing the passing lanes. I don't think there's a player in this league that currently plays the passing lanes better than this man does. His anticipation, when you see the film, his anticipation for the passing lanes is, is just tremendous. The Heat went up 62-60 to after playing so bad in the first half. But Harkless, Harkless struggled offensively in this game. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hide it. He struggled quite a bit. 
Hero, once again, he kept on looking very confident and he made a silky smooth layup off a drive. And, you know, we have been, I have been hammering the drum against the Heat for the turnovers. The Magic had 15 turnovers up to that point. So they had, by that point, they had one more than us by then. But still, we ended up having more turnovers in the game. Jimmy got hosed because he got another steal. He, he was, he was going to get another steal, but I think it was Markel Fultz that pulled his jersey, so it was a clear path foul, but he did, it didn't get called. It was just a rig. It was just called out of bounds, and Jimmy got really angry, and he got a T. So Jimmy got angry, and he went to work. He got an N1, then he then he made a jump shot, made a, an excellent pass to wide open Duncan Robinson after getting tangled up in the paint. But still, another turnover. Turnover number 16 for Miami. And... Yeah, we entered the fourth with an 83-79 to lead, and that's where things unraveled. The Heat, up to that point, had 6-3 so far in the game, and little did I know that there was they would only make one more uh, throughout the course of the quarter. Precious was everything that we expected him to be in his debut. He was scoring near the rim, and he provided a lot of energy on the board and on defense, which will play a key part in the second game that we're going to discuss. Dragic got an open three off a of Precious screen. He pinned two defenders with that screen. So that's what makes Precious really special. And they weren't kidding when they said that Precious might be a BAM 2.0. And Jimmy had a really good an excellent and one jump shot while falling to the floor. But Orlando challenged it and it was deep. It was taken back, unfortunately. On the floor, let's discuss this lineup. On the floor with 7.25 remaining on the quarter. The, drug, the lineup was Dragic, Hero, Butler, Kelly, and Bam. So there's not a lot of defense in that lineup, especially with Hero, Dragic, and Kelly. But there's some shooting for Butler and Bam to operate around the paint. Hero turned it over, and Bam picked up his fourth foul in the, in the quarter. And what frustrated me most with that lineup is the lack of, of defensive rebounding. Orlando grabbed like three offensive rebounds. They kept... They had three straight possessions, and they had to foul Vucevic. And Vucevic, he had a, a terrible night shooting free throws. He he certainly kept us in the game. He At one point, he missed like four straight free throws, looking like prime shag out there. And yeah, Olenek blew a wide-open layup, and that's where my frustration started to settle in with Kelly Olenek. And the, the both teams were in a pretty... Pretty bad scoring drought, and Bam ended the Bam was the one who ended the scoring drought for both teams with a fast break dunk, and we went up 93-91. Now Orlando, this is where the game unraveled. Orlando started suddenly got hot. They started making tough shots, and they couldn't miss anything, and it, it really, it, it was really bad. We we had we had a chance up until the last minute, but Vucevic made a really nice play off to. I believe it was Evan Fournier. And yeah, Goran kept us alive, but the closing lineup was he, he, Hero. Wait, sorry, excuse me. Duncan, Drogic, Jimmy, Iggy, and Bam. And the game ended with an exclamation point from Fournier. He made a tough and one of a great feat from Booch. 22 turnovers for Miami for the night, and we ultimately lost that game. Some key takeaways. Hero struggled 
handling the point guard duties at, at the beginning, but he seemed pretty comfortable as a scorer as the game went along. Jimmy and Bam, they played great if you ignore the turnovers, but the turnovers were such a huge part. They they had 13 of the 22 turnovers for the team. That's unacceptable, really. Bam let us in scoring, 25 points. The jump shot was as good as advertised. It was, it was reported that he was working a lot on that mid-range jump shot, which he really should have because that that opens up another dimension of his game and it makes it really hard to stop since he's just an, such an explosive athlete. Now with a with a reliable jump shot, it makes it even harder to stop. Now he has to be more aggressive. I really need him to be more aggressive. He, Somebody said on Twitter that he plays... He plays like he's a product of a system, but we need him to be the system. He, had, I don't know if that makes sense, but he has to be more aggressive and he has to act like a superstar because he can be a superstar. He showed the flashes, but he's got to be more aggressive. Anyway, that was a pretty heartbreaking game to watch, but the Christmas Day game gave us a really nice gift, a heat win, which was all that heat, which was... A lot to to take in because that game was really entertaining. Anyway, we'll discuss that after the break. So stick around and let's keep talking some heat ball. Hey, hoop heads. We all hate ankle sprains and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com. Spelled A-R-Y-S-E. And use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E dot com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. And we're back. Okay, let's start discussing Heat versus Pelicans. Christmas Day. Uh, happy holidays to all. I hope you all got... You all got... Had, had the opportunity to spend time with your loved ones, and if you couldn't, I know it's tough, but it's for the best. But yeah, hope you ha- you watch some NBA ball this season, this this Christmas Day because there were there were there were mostly blowouts. But I I really like the basketball. Maybe it's just that I I really like the NBA. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. Anyway, let's start with the Heat versus the Pelicans. I was really excited for this game because I wanted to see Bam against Zion and. We're going to talk about that a little bit. There were rumblings throughout the the days leading up to the game that the Heat might start Leonard instead of instead of Harkless because, you know, obvious reasons that front court of Zion and Adams might be the strongest the, the strongest two men in the game right now playing and they're in the same team. So yeah, Leonard started instead of Harkless, but it was basically the same starting lineup. Hero, Robinson, Butler, Leonard, and Bam. Again, Miami started slow offensively. A turnover by Tyler Hero, 
and they started missing some open shots. And that was high. And down, down a couple of possessions later, Leonard threw a terrible pass to Hero. And the Pelicans initially did a good job sticking with the shooters off pick and roll actions. Bam got host with a bad call that led to three free throws for Brandon Ingram, who, by the way, he had a stretch in that third quarter where he basically looked like the spitting image of KD. He was sensational. We threw everything at him, and he just made that. He he drove to the basket, and he made some really tough shots. He was making shots all over defenders. He looked terrific in that game, really. But the theme of this game was Duncan Robinson. First off, a good book, good ball movement from Miami and Robinson's off-the-ball movement and relocation ability. He got a good shot for three, and he made it. Adebayo started making his jump shots. Bradley made his first appearance of the season, and boy, was it a good one. Adams, well, Achua entered the game early, and Adams... Unfortunately, bulldozed through Achua. He's gonna have to pack some muscle. That's some. There we have something for him to improve on. Pack some muscle, young man, because the if you play, obviously he's not gonna play against Stephen Adams every night. But these dudes in the NBA, they're they're pretty strong. And he and he struggled containing Adams, which you know we kind of expected since he's a rookie and he's not the strongest guy on the floor. The current lineup, that lineup that struggled to contain Adams consisted of Precious, Butler, Iggy, Drogic, and Bradley. Not a lot of rebounding prowess in that lineup. Precious, he can he can get rebounds, but it was, it's mostly off energy, but he's not really strong. And Butler, well, Butler's pretty strong, but he's not Steven Adams strong. And Iggy, well, Iggy's more, it's more like a knife. He'll, he'll pick you off and he'll, he'll stick with you, but he's not He's not gonna hold himself. He's not gonna hold his own with Stephen Adams or Zion Williamson backing him down. Duncan, he was outstanding in that first quarter. He had five three pointers in the in that first quarter. The Heat went up eight after. Excuse me. In that first half, sorry. The Heat went up eight during the during a really nice stretch. Dragic entered the game and once again. The offense improved so much with him in, on the floor. It has been a completely different team ever since... It, it was a completely different team ever since he came in for Tyler. The Heat were plus 16 since Dragic came in. And the half ended with Miami up 50-32 to 32 after catching absolute... They were scorching from deep. They made 10 threes in the half after making only 7 in Orlando on opening night for the entire game. Hero had a really good old four-point play. And, you know, looks looked like he was trying not to get traded. Which, by the way, we're going to talk about... Um, excuse me. We're not going to talk about trades now because we're we're in the middle and we're, we started the season. So I want to I discuss the guys that are on the team. Zion is just ridiculous. He drove to the rim and he, he there was a position he went through Bam. And Bam is really strong. But Zion, he's... That was, he looked like LeBron James in that drive. He, he, there was no stopping him there. And New Orleans went on a bit of a run. They went on an 8 to nothing run led by Zion and Ingram. And Zion, he was just incredible. But the Heat counter, how? With more Bam and Duncan picking handoff 
pick-and-roll handoff action, and it worked. Ingram still was scorching hot. He made a really difficult shot over Bam, over Bam's outstretched arms, and Bam was contesting a lot of shots throughout the game. But even though we struggled to contain those two guys, we did a good job containing the rest. Eric Bledsoe in particular was absolutely horrible for the Pelicans. And Bradley locked down J.J. Redick. He put that he took that guy's lunch money. He stuck with he stuck with him off the ball. When he went, he contested every shot he took. He took and he made his first his first his first shot. He made it in the the fourth quarter. Now in the third quarter, something really worrisome happened. Jimmy, we said that in the Orlando Magic game, he twisted his ankle a bit and he stayed in the game. But Jimmy started the ankle started to stiffen up and he had to miss the rest of the game. And it didn't really matter because in the you would notice that he wasn't out on the floor because Hero once again the second half he picked up he picked up the slack and he looked more confident and in control. So again, again, Hero as the game goes along, Hero starts to get more settled in. And you know we have we gotta give him some time, man. He, he point guard is not his natural position, and he's learning to play he's learning to play point guard at the NBA level. So that's really hard. We gotta give him a chance. He'll he'll have a lot of slow starts in the season, but what matters is how much he how how much he improves throughout the rest of the game and throughout the rest of the year. Ingram Ingram got another foul while shooting a three. And I really hated it because he had already landed and the defender touched his shooting arm and it didn't affect the shot in any way. So I hate those fouls. It, it makes you think, what are we supposed to, what are defenders supposed to do guarding jump shooters? Are you just supposed to let them shoot? No. Those are terrible calls. Really. Ingram and Zion in third quarter, that they took it up a notch. They killed Miami. 24 of their, there was a point where 26, 24 of their last 26 points for New Orleans came from Zion and, and Brandon Ingram. They were, oh my god, they were, they, those two guys, if they find a way to, to, to play together for a lot of, for a lot of time, they're gonna be really good. They're going to be a problem for the rest of the league for years to come. The Pelicans ramped up the, the defensive intensity, but it was they had a pretty bad game defensively overall. Harkless came in, and there's there was something really interesting. We withstood withstood the Ingram and Zion onslaught. The Heat went up; their lead came down only to nine. And Dragic, there were there were some issues with the with the lineup that was playing in the third quarter because Dragic was the only playmaker, and it showed they couldn't buy a shot. When you play with Achua, Bradley, Harkless, Iggy, and Dragic, you might struggle a bit because Dragic is the only guy that can create a shot for himself and can create for others. So we struggled a bit offensively with that lineup, but def- defensively, it was all right. But the fourth quarter is what is what really matters. In the fourth quarter, the offense slowed down significantly, and there was a time where, where we were in a bit of trouble because Norris kept the game within reach with Ingram on the bench, but Bledsoe kept bailing us out because he was horrible. He couldn't buy a shot from outside. He was turning the ball over. There was a time where he basically did a hip check on, I don't know if, it, I don't remember who it was, but he yeah, he hip checked somebody and he got caught, I believe he got call for a flagrant one. Miami had 25 assists 
uh, to a point here, according to my notes. They went up back by 14. And look at this closing lineup. It was Drogic, Bradley, Hero, Iggy, and Precious. And Precious did a really good job on Zion in that fourth quarter. He stuck with him. Sure, he, he bounced off a little, but he, he didn't give up on any play. And Zion struggled in that fourth quarter, and the Heat took the game out of reach for the Norris Pelicans. And that's how we won the game. Really. Uh, that was It was a really entertaining game, especially watching Ingram and Zion play. It, I, I'm a, obviously, I'm a Heat fan. I'm rooting hard for the Heat, but it was... Ooh. You couldn't help but chuckle when you watch those guys play because they they were really they were really on one man they were they were incredible and yeah the Heat end up winning the game it was a blowout one of the many blowouts in Christmas Day <laughs> but we had some pretty nice basketball the best game of the afternoon was probably the Brooklyn and Boston game. Katie and Kyrie, man, those guys, those guys, those guys are good, really. I am a bit worried about facing them. I want to see how we look in the regular season against them. But uh, this is why, this is why I believe the Heat must have a trade on the horizon. And, and oh, an important development. Kendrick Nunn didn't play, neither KC once again, or Kelly for that matter. Some people said that hey, there's those are three guys that could be included in a Harden package, but I wasn't. I was trying not. I was trying not to think about that because, well, I think it does a disservice to the guys that are currently playing, and the Heat probably ended their pursuit of James Harden earlier a couple, a uh, week ago. But some people, some people who who have read reports off, they say that it could be just Pat Riley saying hey. Uh, to the guys that are here, you guys are here. So we're not going. We're not trying to the, just distract the locker room with trade talks. So anyway, let's give handout our. But well, this is going to be a thing throughout the season. I'm gonna the Heat Player of the Week, and I settled on Goran Dragic. For the week, he averaged 19 points per game, three rebounds, and eight assists, and he was he was really good. Taking especially when Hero struggled and Spo plugged him in, he responded and the uh, offense looked very sharp with him on the floor. He's 34 and he came off that foot injury, but that foot looks just fine, my friends. That he has been excellent. Now takeaways from the two games. Once again, I want to point out Hero struggled at the starting point guard position, especially at the beginning of games. He's had seven turnovers through the first two games which seems low compared to compared to Bam's total of 7 in the first game but he has shot 37.5% from the field and 33% from deep we have to be patient with him fans these are all these are only the first two games of the season we have to give him some time he has been pretty inefficient I'm not going to lie and it's been a bit worrisome but we gotta give him some time before we make a proper assessment on whether he will work as the point guard of the future or if he will work for in a trade package. But let's not talk about that. No KZ Akpala minutes during the first two games, which is a bit strange considering his preseason preseason performance. I thought that he was gonna play more. I certainly hope that he plays 
well, maybe he might, he might, we might not even see him this week because we've got two two really good opponents, as we're gonna discuss at at the week ahead section. But I want to see him. I want to see him. I, I'm not questioning Spo or the coaching staff, but I really would like to see KZ. And you know, he Twitter started a a, a trend free KZ. So you know what? I'm gonna join it. I'm gonna join them. Hashtag free KZ. Spo. And finally, my last takeaway from the week is Duncan Robinson. He has shot 52.6% from three during his first two games on 9.5 attempts per game. Is it possible for Duncan Robinson to be even better than he was last season? Because he he was scorching last season. He had, I think it was the best catch and shoot in terms of three-point percentage season anyone's ever had and he's looked even better so that's that's a really positive development for us and I really want to see him I really want to see him succeed it worries me a bit that I don't think that he will unless something happens this season but we're not going to think about that right now he's going to command a really huge contract next offseason fortunately we have it we have He's a restricted free agent, so we can match anything that any other team offers. But don't be surprised if he blows Joe Harris's four-year, $72 million, co- million dollar contract out of the water because he's a much better shooter than Joe Harris. Maybe he, if he, and he, if he improves as a playmaker and as a defender, he could draw 20-plus million a year. And to think that this guy was probably think was looking to get into writing, into sports writing after his college career ended. So, and now he's on the verge of collecting a huge contract. I'm really happy for him, and I hope he's a heat lifer. Now, to end the pod, let's have a look at the week ahead. We've got three really tough games against the Bucks and the Mavs. So, having Jimmy back is really important. That's what there was a little silver lining in him coming out of that Christmas Day game is that we had four games, we have four days off before our next game against the Bucks on Tuesday night, which will be a national broadcast. And yeah, I really hope that he's fine because we're going to be facing Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, and Luka Doncic next week. So his perimeter defense will be sorely needed. And I I feel like well the the maps haven't looked that great. During the first two games, but the Bucks are really good. They're our rivals, and they're gonna come out swinging. I, hell, I expect it to be a really good game, but I think they're gonna come out swinging because, as we all know, we, they, we humiliated them in that, in that during the last playoffs. So yeah, I think this is gonna be a really fun game. All three games are gonna be really fun because we we go back to back against the Bucks. So anyway. Thank you for listening to the 305 Culture Podcast. Subscribe to our feed wherever you get your podcast. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if you if you would please do so. We would really appreciate it. Leave us a five-star rating. And if you could write a short review, we will also really appreciate it. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Follow Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at 305 Culture Pod. Wear your mask, keep your distance, and watch the NBA. See you next week. Bye-bye. If you have an existing podcast or are looking to launch your own pod but aren't sure where to start, the team at My Podcast Manager can help. 
Our podcast team works behind the scenes so you can do what you do best. We'll help you launch your podcast, make it sound great, and free up your time for the more enjoyable parts of podcasting. If you're ready to put your podcast editing, production, and promotion on autopilot with a trusted team of podcasting professionals, visit mypodcastmanager.com to get started. Thank you for listening to the 305 Culture Podcast. Subscribe and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at 305 Culture Pod. Wear your mask, keep your distance, and watch the NBA. See you next week.